Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today is day two of why now is the best time to buy and sell homes in the next five, maybe even 10 years. And first of all, we'd like to start out by thanking all of you for making yesterday's podcast, which was day one, one of our, I think, our best downloaded podcasts that we've done probably in the last six months. And that is saying a lot because some of our podcasts get upwards to 50,000 downloads. So yes, thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for um you know, frankly, for helping us get the word out that despite what's happening in the headlines, despite what's happening, it seems like everywhere you turn, this is actually a fantastic time to be in the real estate industry, providing you have the skill sets necessary to be of service to other people. So Julie, without any further delay, unless you have anything you'd like to share. Nope, that's it. So, all right, part two, this is a three-part series of why this is the best time to buy and sell real estate. Point number six is your talking points for when you're talking to your prospects and your lead follow-up and your clients. Point number six when you pay rent, you're not actually locked into anything. You know, people are talking about being locked into rates and all that kind of thing. But when you're renting, you're not locked into anything for more than a year, two years if you're lucky. The owner of the home can sell the home, raise your rent payment, or simply not renew your lease. And if this is the first of the series you're listening to, make sure you go back and listen to day one. But the gist of what we're doing here is providing you guys talking points when talking to buyers or sellers, obviously, on why now is a great time to buy or sell real estate. I know that sounds a little trite. Don't agents always say that? But really what you're dealing with now is a uh, really a tsunami of misinformation, bad information, politicized information, and we're cutting through the Mickey Mouse so you guys will actually have the actual information so you can help people move forward. And these video, or, I'm sorry, this video, if you're watching us on YouTube um, or this podcast, as most of you do listen to us via iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot, the, we're going to make this series into um, a series of videos that are going to be designed so that you can give these to your prospective buyers and sellers, the videos of us, or rather it's going to be Julie presenting the points. That way, if you're uncomfortable talking about some of these points, because there is a lot of detail to some of these, just turn it over to Julie and she'll do it on this video. We're going to give you that video or that video series. We're probably going to, it's going to end up probably being more than three videos or probably end up being four or five. Um, but yeah, we're going to load those up onto YouTube. And then when you have a buyer or a seller that's a little sketch, worried about this or the other thing, have them listen to the series and we're going to give those to you guys for free. And yes, you are welcome. And um, <laughs> it's our pleasure to do so. All right, Julie, oh, back to point number six with regards to rents. Mm -hmm. That is really something that I think people are underestimating. Yes. The fact that rental prices actually are going or really are outpacing um, a lot of agents, I'm not even agents, but really consumers' incomes. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason to believe that trend's going to stop. No. Everyone who thinks or likes to say that, you know, inflation is going to level off and it's going to be this, it's going to be that. There's not any, there's nobody credible, frankly, who's predicting that there's going to be a wholesale drop in prices of everything. In other words, the new prices are the new prices. Mm -hmm. Get used to it. And that means that the new rents are going to be the new rents. And the goal of the Fed right now, if you guys are trying to translate all this 
you know, pseudo economic Mickey Mouse is to get back to what they would categorize as a normal rate of inflation of two or three percent. They're not suggesting, and no one's suggesting again, that the rent increases that we've seen over the last 12 months in some markets, 25 percent, that those are all of a sudden going to go back to 2019 no. levels. New prices are the new prices. If you're having, if you're working with a buyer that's renting, you should ask them straight up. Are they prepared for their rental price to go up by 25%, which by the way, if they'd bought a house, that house would have appreciated or increased with inflation by you know maybe as little as six, but maybe as much as 10% in some markets in the next 12 months. Um, even with the increase in uh, interest rates, we are still looking at the real uh, home, 100% home run win for a buyer that is not going to have to pay rent because the inflation of the house will, in most cases, easily cover the cost of owning the home. That really does not happen. It really has probably never happened in the last 100 years. So that is how inflation, even though there's a lot of bite to it, you know, it does suck to have to pay 40% more for eggs, right? Yeah, for pretty much everything. And, you know, the, the other thing that's affecting rents that will continue to make the prices go up is simple scarcity. It's the same thing with housing inventory. It's supply and demand. When I, you know, you and I have two rentals that are vacant right now, and when I'm looking up to compare what the going rate is, there are virtually no comps. It's going to be the only thing available. Maybe one that probably is already in play. So it, it is a simple supply and demand story. Well, we're belaboring this point, again, to help you guys condition your uh, jib-jab when you're talking with buyers in particular, why this is a great time to buy and why in the future it's going to be not as great. And that's the premise of this series, is why now is the best time to per buy or sell real estate in at least the next five years, maybe even 10. And point number seven, Julie, is right in alignment with point number six. That's right. Point number seven, when you pay rent, you are, you are guaranteed to be paying more next year unless you want to move, assuming the owner still wants to lease to you. Okay, so don't forget the cost of actually moving. You've got to factor that in as well. And here's a, a little known fact. You can't just refinance or renegotiate your rent payment. You can do that with a mortgage though. Well, we just talked about that. So no more belaborment yep, on that. Okay. But really there's no, we have not come across any data anywhere that's suggesting rental prices are going to decrease. So for those of you who purchased rental property, those of you who own rental homes, yes, it might be a great time to sell, frankly, because there's still a massive pent-up demand. Uh, but also, it's a great time to buy and hold for a long period of time. You know, you guys get the whole premise here. If rental properties and owning homes and you know, all the rest of it become a great long-term investment for people. That's even less inventory, which creates what? More demand, essentially where uh, demand will be outstripping supply. That is indeed more inflation. So you guys can see yeah. how this is going to be really a never-ending cycle. Point number eight, Julie. Speaking of inflation, point number eight, do you believe that interest rates are going to continue to rise over the next 18 months? Well, today's rate is most assuredly better than tomorrow's for the near future. Now, there's been some bubbling around about that, but generally when inflation is going to continue, so will interest rates continue to go up. So well, that means locking in today is better than tomorrow. The premise is, again, that the Fed raises rates to slow down buyer activity, slow down just uh, you know consumption, basically. It's more expensive for people to buy something. They're going to decide, you know, well, maybe I'll just sit on the sidelines and I will wait for interest rates to fall. Mm -hmm. But here's what's happening is it's not happening. It's people are still buying things. And the reason that people are buying things is because they're seeing at the rate in which things are increasing. Again, just focus on what you guys know, which is housing. You're going to be motivated to buy if even with a higher interest rate, your payment is the same, if not less, than what your rent is, certainly what it, your rent is going to be 
You guys get the point here? That motivates people to buy. It in the old market it was FOMO, fear of missing out. In the new market, it's going to be you know fear of getting stuck with un, you know uh, uh, unsustainable cash flow because your rental prices continue to go That's up. That's true. And guys, remember this is just an overview of everything you learn in Premier Coaching. Premier Coaching is free. You guys can join Premier Coaching instantly. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. And soon you'll be able to go to premiercoaching.com. But in the interim, guys, listen, when you text Premier to 47372, you're going to be sent back a link. Click the link. You can join Premier Coaching. The whole process takes usually about 22, 23 seconds, and you can have instant access to all the first level of Premier Coaching. And this is going to include a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach. You know you need advanced levels, higher level information um, in this marketplace. You need to have the skill set necessary in this marketplace to be relevant, let alone to thrive. So this is your opportunity to have instant free access to Premier Coaching. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Um, and like I said, you will have instant access to all the, the content, the material, scripts, objection handlers, um, everything we talk about on this podcast. Again, all the just, business plans. Exactly. This is just merely an overview of what you get in Premier Coaching. Uh, many people consider Premier Coaching to be the nation's most popular uh, coaching program, and I can see why because it offers so much. For frankly, you can have immediate free access. It just makes sense. So text the word Premier to 47372 um, or just go to members com. Remember when texting, message, and data rates may apply. So point number nine, when you purchase a home, you are securing an asset and you're releasing yourself from the liability of renting. You know, you and I listened to a podcast. I can't remember the exact figure, but it was talking about the statistic of net worth for people who own homes is something like, I think it was 38 times what it was for somebody that was actually, renting. I think it was more than that. I think, was, I think it was 75 times. It was crazy. It was, it was some staggering number. Well, it's because you buy a home, essentially it's forced savings and that's what all of us need. Right? For sure. <laughs> I mean, really, if you think about it. And, and so um, it's also it, forced stability. You know, if you're moving around constantly and you have that uncertainty every year or two when you're leasing, you know, that affects a lot of other things in your life too. Well, it gives you a false sense of freedom because you don't own a home. And the short term, maybe it is freedom because you're not having to worry about the things the homeowner or the, you know, their landlord is. But the reality is over time, as you lose more money to rent, it actually takes away your freedom. Be, uh, whereas owning a home would have given you freedom because you would have been building your net worth. You guys get it? Mm -hmm. It really should be self-evident. And just for those of you who are worried about home prices falling, the only time home prices have fallen in the last hundred years was 2007 and 2008. And that was an anomaly. And it was also only for two years. Exactly. And then what happened in 2009, guys? Well, I know what happened. The market took off again. And if you just look at all the, and we're going to talk about this on day three, but if you look at all the, the um, really the, the energy, the, mo the, the demographics, the, the incredible number of reasons why home sales are going to continue to increase in demand or why there's going to be more demand for home sales, it's really unstoppable. You're looking at a generational tsunami, millennials, millennials having children, Generation Z, baby boomers that are downsizing, uh, new Americans, you know, immigrants moving to the United States. The demand for housing is not going to slow down. And so you have to buy now 
Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in a situation where you're going to wish you would have bought. And, you know, the old saying is, I wish I, maybe you're thinking, I wish I would have bought, or maybe you're having buyers that are lamenting, wish they would have bought, you know, five years ago. Well, I wish they would have bought five years ago too. But, you know, the second best time to plant a tree is now, right? Mm -hmm. So do not allow people to take themselves out of the market because if they do, they're going to be out of the market for potentially a generation, 10 years or more, because they're going to be priced out. In a marketplace like this, uh, what you're going to see is the lenders, and we're going to again talk about this. It's actually point number thir- uh, 12. We'll talk about it on our next uh, podcast. Lenders are going to start making uh, getting a loan harder, not just in down payments, but also what they call overlays. The criteria to get a mortgage is going to become uh, frankly, it's going to make it so that very few people, by comparison to, say, 12 months ago, are going to be able to qualify for mortgages. And so even if they are able to, in the future, save up the down payment, they might not qualify for some other overlay bank reason or for something else. Something else is going to take them out of the market. And in the interim, they're going to have wasted all that money renting a home. Now, if you're thinking, well, I've got a seller that wants to move up and they want to buy a house, but they can't find anything they want to buy. And I know that's a lot more of a tricky situation, but from the seller's perspective, Obviously, you're going to be dealing with a seller who could be selling right now at an opportunity where they're going to walk away with the inflation, especially after 2020, where homes in many parts of the country appreciate 20, 30, 40 percent. They're going to get that gain and they're going to now be able to walk back into the market as a buyer where they're going to have more choices. If interest rates go down, you're going to see that inventory just gone instantaneously. If interest rates will go down to 6%, 5%, you guys will watch the existing inventory in your marketplace. It'll just be evaporated, eviscerated inside 30 days. That's what's going to happen. But for now, if you have a seller that's fence setting, I'll tell you what I would do if I were in that situation is I would completely exercise every new build construction opportunity. 100%. Because that gives you an easy path forward to getting that house sold. It'll take four to six months to build the house, four to six months to you know get the property sold. Everything will be much smoother and easier. So just open your mind to the possibilities. Don't just not take the listing and put it for sale because the, uh, the seller who's now a buyer can't find something. You're going to have to help them create something to buy. Well, that's right. And that's if they have something to sell. In addition to that, another mistake that I see agents making in the market right now is assuming that because rates went up that all of a sudden, like, there's nobody that qualifies. I interview the coaches and my own coaching clients about who the buyers are right now. And what you just said, I'm seeing a lot of uh, transactions where the previous sellers had already sold and are sitting on that cash. Those are the buyers right now. Because I always ask them, well, are they also buying? Well, they already sold their house. They're only buying. There's only one side because they cashed out like first quarter of the year or something like that. You're making a good point there too, Julie. So do not assume your seller has to sell their house in order to buy something else. That's right. Don't make your, frankly, in some cases, uh, limited understanding of uh, real estate in general, but really what the buyer or what that seller would be willing to do. Don't make it your, don't make your limiting understandings of different types of mortgages and different types of owner financing. Don't make that the problem that prevents that transaction from happening because they're just going to move on to an agent that's more that's skilled. Right. And, and on that point, did you know that 3%, I know that's not a huge percent, but it's more than what most people think is nothing. 3% of first time buyers pay a hundred percent cash. Did you know that? I didn't. Isn't that amazing? That so amazing. that goes to the assumption, right? So like just because you or I wouldn't do that transaction or we didn't have well, all cash as a first time doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But let's drill down on that. So you're going to have people that earn the money, save the money, but you're also going to have a lot of people that are borrowing against uh, all kinds of different assets. Yes. And it could be like a whole life insurance policy. The average buyer in the past two years uh, 
put together their down payment, because down payments are pretty substantial now, using four different sources, not just savings, not just cashing out if they had a house to sell, but the average buyer, not just first-time buyer, the average buyer either borrowed against their 401k, there you go. got gift money, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, they had savings, they cashed out, and I think it was like, I think in 2021, something like 5% of them used cashed out Bitcoin. So there, there's lots of, you know, I mean, there's more to the story and don't make your assumptions what, you know, uh, tainting your inability to do transactions, I guess, is what it ends up being. Well, so it limits yeah. who are going to be able to do, uh, who you're going to be able to help. Right. If you only know how to, it's like the toolbox analogy that Julie and I love to use. If you walk into a, an appointment with a buyer or seller and you're toolbox, you've got a hammer and a screwdriver, you're obviously not going to be able to solve that many problems for that, you know, that person. But if you walk in there with a whole bunch of tools and a a big rolling tool chest with all kinds of, you know, pneumatic and power tools, you can tell I like pool tools as I'm talking (laughs) about them, you know, all the rest of it. So if you're in that situation, then there's no problem uh, that you're not going to be able to at least potentially help them solve. But here's the problem. You might have the tools, but you don't know how to use them. And that's really what coaching is about. Yes. And that's the reason that hundreds of you are joining Premier Coaching every single month. And if you've not yet done so, what the heck are you waiting for? It does not cost you anything. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to com. Point number 10, 10, Julie. Yes. Point number 10, owning real estate allows you to have more versatility of that asset. You can live in it, rent it, make it a vacation rental, refinance and pull equity from it, home office in it, sell it. You can have your kids rent it from you when they go to college. It can be inheritable. There's all sorts of versatility that you have with a house that you don't with other things. Well, so let's kind of combine nine and 10. So that's, okay. again, this is a really important point. You're going to go out and meet with the seller. The seller is going to say, I would love to move up to uh, this really beautiful ranch house. I found it when we saw it advertised. I love it. I want to buy it, but I've got to sell my existing house first. Well, you're going to, in experienced age, and I'm talking to you, then think, well, they have to sell their house first. And A, that buyer or that seller of that beautiful ranch property that they want probably isn't going to take a home sale. You're just going to immediately try to fit that client, potential client of yours into a specific pattern that you're only familiar with. You don't know the dynamics that are at play in a market like this. For example, I bet you that seller of the ranch they want to buy will take a home sale contingency. Matter of fact, I bet you the, the your, uh, your potential client who wants to buy said ranch, their property, they can just keep as a rental. And I bet you financially, they're more than willing to do that. You just didn't propose it to them. Well, you're you, getting back to the tool chest, right? Right. Because how many agents listening have never ever done a home sale contingency, and some of them don't even know what we're talking about. I'm going to do a podcast series, well, probably a one or two part uh, show about contingencies. What are they? What are the possible contingencies? How do you get them through? What does the language mean? All that kind of stuff. So yes, I I believe from hearing this from different uh, coaching clients that, you know, yeah, your sellers, if you haven't, if you've had slow or no showings, and then this weekend you get a showing and, and it was like you're only one in a week, and that person writes you an offer for a decent price because things are still going for close to the list. And they've got a home sale contingency or better yet, contingent on a closing. The home's already pending. You are very likely to say yes versus if that had been tried six or 12 months ago, right? But agents don't know to try it. Not every seller is going to be down with it, but many of them are. You don't know if you don't bother to write it. This is a good time to interject something else. As you guys may or may not know, 
pretty much all the iBuyer uh, companies out there yes. have failed or are failing. In essence, that was a terrible idea from day one. <laughs> Who knew it? And not just failing small. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it? Open Door lost a billion dollars and a quarter recently. A billion with a B. A billion lost it. Like, <laughs> holy crap. I mean, Zillow got out of it. You know, all these other companies. It turns out, you know, it's really a, not a great idea. Well, what is that? That's going to create a vacuum in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. That uh, space was previously occupied by, you know, investors, mom and pop investors. That's who essentially created that niche, giving people an opportunity to sell their homes for basically what amounted to wholesale. And then these, you know, institutional type uh, open doors and Zillow's tried to get in there and put them out of business. Well, guess what? Didn't work. So now those guys are running away with their tails between their legs. That still is going, that what that does though, is it's, there's a lot of mixed blessings in this, but here's the big, assuming you're not a, a shareholder in any of these companies, here's the blessing, the benefit to you is, and if you're in like um, New Mexico, Arizona, Las Vegas, some of these other markets where these guys have spent tons and tons of money building a new market for people that want to sell fast, you know, essentially a modern version of the guaranteed home sale, there's going to be a demand for that type more, maybe more so because people now are aware of the potential easier way of selling the house, right? And hopefully you're, you're tracking with me here. That, now that those companies are effectively no longer in business, you know, they basically are either out of business, no longer going to be doing iBuying um, or on their way to being out of business. There is going to be a new increased demand for people who have the ability uh, to, you know, essentially transact on a wholesale level. So here's the scenario. You're going to walk into a seller's house and, you know, maybe this is a situation where you've been competing with Open Door or Zillow, you know, two years ago, three years ago in some markets, that was a normal thing, right? Well, now those guys are out of the business, but that seller still has the appetite for wanting to maybe wholesale the house. You know, they got to sell the house in 60 days. If it's not close in 60 days, it creates a financial hardship for themselves. You have to have a plan B in place or you need to have a plan B in place if you want to take that listing. It gives you an unfair advantage. And here's one of the many reasons why we strongly suggest every single one of you uh, move over to eXp Realty. eXp has a functioning iBuyer program, but they set it up correctly to begin with where they weren't doing the buying. They essentially have a group of investors that they do the buying. And here's how it works. I'll just paint this picture, guys, because I have, you know, Julian, I have coaching clients and EXP uh, team members that are doing this. It's called Express Offers. Express Offers. Thank you. So you walk into a house and let's say you're competing with three or four other different agents. Maybe it's an expired or whatever. And the seller basically is burning their candle at both ends. They need to get rid of the house. Now, had it been a year ago, maybe they would have called Open Door Zillow and they would have gotten a cash offer and you know that would have been the route that they'd taken. But they don't have that option now, except if you're an EXP agent that's approved to do express offers. Here's what you're going to do. Here's the overview of what you're going to do. Mr. Seller, you've got two options and either we, I'll help you with both options. Well, effectively, you have three. Mr. Seller, is keeping the house an option for you? Have you considered running the property? No. Okay. So that means you have two options. One option is for us to uh, retail it. That's where I put it for sale. And that's where you're going to net the most amount of money from the sale. It's a traditional process. You've read my pre-listing pack. You know how I go about doing it. Now I have uh, the third option. And option C is we can 
actually sell the house to an investor through Express Offers. Only available to you agents if you're an Express Offers approved EXP Realty agent. And so here's how that works, Mr. Seller. I will take your property. I will submit it to Express Offers. Then we will get three or four different offers back from different investors. And then you can make a decision based on if any of those net offers to you make sense versus retailing the house, you know, selling it through me the traditional way. That gives you options, Mr. Seller. So here's what I'd suggest. Let's put the house for sale now. And after 30 days, if we don't have a written verified offer, if we're not actually in contract with a really strong buyer, then let's go ahead and see if we can sell the house through express offers and see what, how the numbers work out that way. Does that make sense to you? You guys see the benefit? It's You're seriously competitive and it matters so much more now because what are sellers seeing in the headlines? Same thing as you guys are. Longer days on the market. I'm going to have to suffer through more showings. You know, when we did the guaranteed sale, we used to get people that uh, it wasn't all about the, uh, you know, getting the right number. It They literally said, I don't want a bunch of people walking through my house. I don't want to wait. Let's just pull the Band-Aid off, you know, instead of one hair at a time. Let's just cut to it. Bring me an offer. Well, that's mind-bending for many agents because many agents think the thing that matters most to the seller is their net proceeds. And that's never true. Like so untrue. It's not even worth even. It's like top five, but it's certainly not one, two or three. What number one is convenience. And that's the reason these iBuyer programs are even able to exist because the perception that the the seller was going to get a greater level of convenience. That ultimately was the reason the guaranteed home sale program worked. Again, no, there's really no new ideas in real estate. Everyone's just iterating on somebody else's idea. But that's the essence of what we're asking and suggesting you guys do, opening your minds to the fact there's a lot of other tools that are going to be needed in your toolbox, but you're going to need to know how to use the tools. I know many of you are EXP curious or moving towards joining EXP Realty. Julie and I strongly encourage you to uh, connect with me directly. And you can text me at 512-758-0206. New agents, seasoned, grizzled agents, uh, absolutely massive mega producers, uh, brokerages. It does not matter. I'm ready to have this conversation with you. Let's discuss all the reasons why EXP is the next natural move in the progression in your real estate career. Don't use this economic recession or wherever the heck we're in as an excuse not to continue your ascension in your career, your per your professional and personal life. That's what eXp Realty can be for you. Please text me directly at 512-758-0206. Again, if you've not yet chosen a sponsor at eXp Realty, let's have the conversation. 512-758-0206. Point number 11. 11. Point number 11. If you or your buyers can only afford to purchase a home at a really low interest rate, you still do have options. Again, back to the tool chest. You can lower your purchase price, look in a lower price range. That'll affect your payment. Change the type of mortgage you're getting, get gift money to make your down payment larger, get the seller to pay for a rate buy down and lock it in, or possibly just decide to wait. However, we've discussed that waiting is probably not the best choice. So consider all of the facts that we're laying out there. And you know, you can also combine some of those things, right? So the seller could pay closing costs. You could end up paying maybe $10,000 less than list. You could look in a lower price range. You can uh, get some money to do the buy down. You, you can combine these things. The point is, don't be so locked into the way you did things for 5, 10, or 15 years. Don't be stuck thinking that that's the only way. I know that most of our listeners, most of you guys, you only did a certain type of deal for deal after deal. Well, after you didn't deal. have to, Julie, in the past market. You didn't have to know. It's not their fault. Right. I mean, in the past market, 
again, I know this kind of pisses people off when we say this, but it is true. In this past, in a seller's market, you really do not have to have that many skills. No, That's, I mean, they had to write a good offer and be a little competitive, but that was it. Yeah, exactly. On the buyer side, you had to know basically how to overpay with no inspections, no, <laughs> you know, but here's the reality of it. That's the reason that some of these silly ideas were able to flourish. That's the reason so much yes. narcissism and branding and all this other stuff was able to flourish inside. And by the way, guys, that's the pattern that always happens during a seller's market. And Julie and I have been in the business since the 90s, and we've been through ups and downs, ups and downs. But during the real, essentially the peaky seller's markets that we've experienced, all of that stuff that doesn't really work, but makes agents, uh, frankly, it feeds their egos, makes them feel like they're, you know, essentially superstars, the branding, the marketing, the social media, all that stuff. It Mm -hmm. only exists during a hot seller's market, during a market like what we're in now and certainly the one we're going into, the agents that dominate are the agents that know that stuff is really not necessary or it's certainly not their primary focus. The agents that develop the skills and then put themselves in the path to have direct communication with actual sellers that want to actually transact, those are the ones that dominate the marketplace. So if you were an agent that was coming off a lot of center of influence and past client marketing, in other words, all your uh, approach to business was passive, buying leads, center of influence, past client marketing, you know, social media, uh, direct mail. That's all passive marketing. You're wait, you're hoping and praying that something you're putting out there is going to result in a little fish biting your hook, and then hopefully you're going to be there to reel it in. You guys follow me? In this marketplace, finding the leads, finding the opportunities of sellers who desperately need your help to sell their home, they're plentiful. They're everywhere. There's thousands of them. There's no shortage of people that you can instantly have a listing with. And as we've explained to you on this podcast, and as we really drill down the coaching program, you'll be able to generate four, six, sometimes 10 transactions off one listing if you actually work the listing. These are all new skills that are frankly fun and exciting to learn because as you, you can Earn while you learn, right? So you're going to be seeing yourself learning these things and you're going to be seeing yourself increasing your cash flow because you'll learn something today in Premier Coaching and then you'll be able to apply it later today and you're going to see instantly yourself getting better. If you want to know where you get a positive, powerful mindset, that's how you do it. Uh, When you see yourself improving, when you feel yourself becoming the professional that you've always wanted to be, when you see the reaction to your buyers and sellers that they have to you, when you say the right thing, when you do the right thing, and then guess what? You start making more money. That's how you have a powerful, positive mindset. Trying to, you know, fake it, trying to shortcut it without having the skills, it's just temporary. So hopefully you guys understand where we're coming from. I know a lot of you do because this is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Julie, you want to wrap? Well, absolutely. There's tons and tons of opportunity, but you have to be the problem solver out there. We talk on almost every podcast about expired. Just a quick shout out to my new coaching client, Jeannie, who is in the Phoenix area. She is an expired hunter and she is good at it, man. Here's what she does. She scans through everything and she does a little bit of cherry picking. So last week she has secured a listing appointment with one that's just under $2 million And you know what he said to her? He said, when my house expired, I knew the day that it expired about six months ago, and he had been counting how many agents had uh, tried to contact him, and it was like 28 or something. Passively. It wasn't like 3,000 like agents think. Passively. But he had been keeping track, and he said, you know, you're the only one who's calling me right now, so why don't you tell me what kind of strategy you have to get me the price that I was trying to get back then? So she set an appointment, and there you have it. Do you guys get the asininity of all the stuff that you're being told to do that's passive? I mean, listen to that real-world ex- world experience. And so how do you rationalize I mean, I know what you guys will tell yourselves. I'm too busy. I want to delegate. I don't want to make the phone calls. I don't want to do the direct contact. 
then you're not going to make the money because the world's going to be full of genies who are going to basically take all the listing opportunities out of the marketplace because they are willing to do the real work of real estate. Do not suffer needlessly as you learn slowly what we've been telling you guys for a billion years. <laughs> it's true. Just move forward quickly and embrace what this market has to give. The proactive lead generators are going to dominate. They always have, but now more than ever because the opportunities Look, guys, there are no agents basically in your marketplaces that have the skill set to go after the business. Jeannie was a perfect example. Oh, and by the way, she has 162 more on her list. Yeah. So, you know, that that's very targeted. And she knows that the ratios are very good. So she might be able to talk to 10 people, turn one into a, a really great pre-qualified listing appointment, and still have two more to follow up on. So that is a very, very profitable spoke for her. She didn't buy that business. She is good enough at prospecting that she can kind of pick and choose. That's very powerful. How long, I was going to ask you, how, I don't know this gal. How long has she been prospecting? I think that she's she has she's coming to me after she went through some life things. So probably I don't know three or four years. Has she but like she, seriously about it expires and now she's getting back into it. Okay, getting back into yeah. it. So how long has she not been prospecting? Two years. Okay, so she's been essentially off the horse for two years. And we've had three calls, and she's already bringing me a. I mean, I joke, bring me a listing, right? Exactly. Uh, at least that two million ish one, and I know that she's got her uh, sights on several others. So how many listings, listeners, would you have to have? to feel on top of the world, three or five, maybe, you know, 10. How many listings would you have to have at all times to make it so you don't have to suffer through this recession, this economic setback? If you had 10 listings at all times, even if you're in a super slow market, if your average sale price is, say, $800,000 and every time something sells, you're making $16,000, $24,000, whatever your commission well, rate right. is. Right, and don't forget, by having that listing, it'll generate even more for you. Correct, but you know that at 10 listings, if every time something sells, you're making, say, fifteen grand, you are going to have one or two in contract at all times. You don't have to experience the setback in your personal finances like a lot of the other rest of the world does because you can control your income if you control your efforts. And that's what Premier Coaching is all about. So please text the word Premier to 47372. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.